Okay, I'm recording, I'm Alan. Are you recording? I'm good. Yeah, I'm recording. Do I need to record? Hello, everybody, and welcome to Are We Podcasting Yet? A kind of podcast that Alan and I decided to do. I'm actually super excited to introduce our guest today. His name is Christopher Ballinger. He is a music- uh, musician, musician and a magician. He is, he's been a showrunner, show producer, show writer, content creator for YouTube, as well as just one of my good buddies from college. Ladies and gentlemen, Mr. Christopher Ballinger. I, I, I imagine there's an audience clapping thank right now. Yeah, I'll, no, I'll I, I was saying thank you to your applaud right there. That was really good. <laughs> Alan Perfect. is an audience of one. I am. An audience? Is that a, sing- a single audience? Oh, man, that's a new word already. Chris, I'm already impressed. Yeah. I didn't well, know I audience. I just make things up as I go. So. <laughs> Wait, no, we need confirmation. Chris, is audience a real word? Because I, I am now very confused. I have no idea. <laughs> but if it isn't, I'm copywriting it immediately. Boom. Taken care of. So, Justin, Chris was kind of like, he was a really good friend of mine back in college. And mm-hmm. uh, he was kind of like one of my mentors, I would say. We were both in the theater department. And uh, mm-hmm. he actually was the first person to get me excited about magic. Because he was the first magician that I got to know and become friends with. And he taught me a couple of tricks. And then mm-hmm. Justin knows now that I've become a huge fan of magic. That's yeah, awesome. Alan's always trying to impress us with his magic skills. How often does he succeed? Uh, yeah, no, it's pretty rare. Shouldn't bring that up. No. Yeah. But okay. everybody, everybody knows. I think we've broadcasted on regional television before how bad you are at magic, if I'm not mistaken. So a lot of people are aware of your failures. It says nothing about you, Chris, and your abilities to teach magic. I just yeah, want to point I, that out. I kind of want you to rescind the, uh, the mentor uh, comment that you made earlier. We, we didn't know each other. He was, he was just an acquaintance. Just a guy. Fun. Just a guy in college. So you guys went to college together. Chris, what was Alan like in college? Oh God. Uh, Alan, Alan was like a go-getter. Like he was like yeah. excited about everything. It felt like, like ready to, to help and to be super helpful. And um, yeah, that was, I think that would be my best uh, description of him. Just like super, super ready to help people. Was- oh man, it, that, that's been beaten out of him since then, Chris. Oh yeah. really? Oh yeah, life has that's taken its toll. I don't help anyone. I don't, I don't, I, I will, even if they ask me, I won't help them. Like if oh, someone's man. on the street, they're like, I need help. I'm going the other way. I'm like, Mm-mm. I helped I helped people already. What did that last year of college do to you? You know we, what? You weren't around to- I wasn't to, there. To, man, know, I, was, so. I was such a good influence. It's cool, Chris, because um, magic became something that I got to uh, work with and get up close and personal with when Justin and I started hosting Asia's Got Talent. And so because of your introduction that you gave me into magic, like I really got to- I see some really, really cool things through our show. And it was, it was pretty incredible. Well, that's really nice for you to say. That's awesome. Just for people uh, who maybe haven't dabbled or gotten started in magic, I wanted to ask you to talk about why you did get deep, deep into magic. And then I want to talk about the Magic Castle. because I got, I got started young. Like I was like three when I got my first little plastic magic trick. And it just kind of stuck. And it was something that I could do that people liked. And... Um, and I got really into books and, and learning magic through books and, and learning sleight of hand. And um, yeah. And then I found out I could make a little money doing it. So I did like hey. kids' birthday parties. And uh, during college, I think right before we met, I stopped doing this. But I used to go out on the streets of Pasadena and do street mm. magic to earn money to get a, you know, a meal. <laughs> wow. um, so like... That, that was how I got my spending money in, in college was, was doing street magic and gigs and stuff. So yeah, it's, it's been a passion of mine for a really long time. I don't do it as much anymore, but really, uh, well, yeah, I mean, I've got uh, like a million other projects going. So um, I just do it for fun. I, I recently started showing my kids are kind of old enough to like understand it now. So, um, so I'm showing them stuff and then I'll do stuff on like Twitch or, um, mm-hmm. Instagram or something like that just a little trick here or there but never like a formal show anymore do you miss it um I miss yeah I do I do miss it um I love what I'm doing though so it's not like it's I don't know it would take me away from my family more to be doing it so I'm I'm happy to be where I'm at uh, but there was uh, there was a time where I was inventing magic tricks and selling them on the, on the the magic market, 
Uh, yeah, I invented probably like 10 tricks that got distributed. One of them was like super bestseller, which was really cool. And now people can't get them unless they like order them illegally through some website that sells things illegally. It's interesting that there's this whole like magic kind of economy. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> magic skills economy buzzing around. I never knew about this. It's really. not a big economy, but it's there. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so are there any super famous magicians that have used your tricks? Um, I don't know. Uh, okay. I haven't, I, I never consulted for anyone. I've worked with some super famous magicians. Um, I, I used to run a retail magic website and as well as- I didn't even know that. You didn't know that? Mm, I didn't know. I did that like right out, out of college. I, I worked for a show called Bones at Fox Studios. And while I was there, I helped um, an old boss of mine who I used to work in his like brick and mortar magic shop, develop an online magic shop that uh, had uh, like demos of the tricks in, in without any flashy cuts, without anything, because it was really hard to tell what a magic trick was when you bought it. So you go onto like a, a website and you'd read a description. And it was like, it will make things fly and, and all this stuff. And, and, and a ball of flame will appear in the air and then you get it and it's like a little piece of wire that they mailed to you and you're like, what, what is this? And it doesn't look good and it's terrible. So to counteract that, what we did is we, I, I shot, uh, I think there's like 2000 videos online of me doing tricks. So we get wow. a trick, I'd learn it. If I didn't already know it, then I would perform it for the camera without any cuts and then we'd post it. And at first my boss wanted it to be like, to, to develop a flash player that would that would play on on the website and at the time youtube was this like new thing and i was like let's just put them on youtube and you can embed it into the html code and so we uh -huh. did that and we ended up like uh something like 40 percent of our of our um our traffic was coming through youtube later on and we were spending all this money on ad buys for for Google AdWords, but the YouTube thing was like this free advertisement and it, it really helped propel the, the company. Was that your transition into YouTube? Like actually, was that how? Uh, kind of. My, my transition was I, I did a sketch comedy group in, um, in college. I think you mm -hmm. were in one of those I remember. Sketches. I were remember the comedy group. I was never part of the troupe, but I remember, I definitely remember your performances. I saw you guys a lot. Yeah, so I th I thought we we put you in in a sketch at some point. I was a I was a go getter, so if someone yeah. asked me to, I was <laughs> yeah. I was ready to help. Yeah, I, I I can't imagine we didn't, but um, but yeah, that was my first experience of YouTube and trying to to get noticed through that. Um, but that was like back in the day when you could, if you got like six likes, you'd be on the homepage under comedy. Wow, you know what I mean? It was like way back in the day, and then um. And then I, I really got into it when, when I was working at the, the Magic website. Okay, actually, I have an interesting question. Justin, you know how there's this, um, this community of online magic, right? Where people are using digital effects. Like, I can't think of uh, some of the people's names, but I know that like on Instagram and on, uh, on Vine at first, people did these magic tricks that were kind of part magic manipulation and part digital manipulation. Chris, how do you feel about that? Because that's... It's actually like a whole new trajectory, maybe, of magic yeah. or something. It's a different it's art different. form. It's not, hmm. it's not sleight of hand, but sleight of hand can be used to help it. You know what hmm. I mean? It's like, um, I, I see it kind of as like using CGI in movies. Hmm. Um, it's, it works best if you use some practical elements as well, uh, hmm. I think, personally. But it's like a different thing. It's a different, you don't have the model making shops the same way you did. You don't have the stop motion animation the way you did, but it's, it, it still gets the job done. And it's a completely different kind of movie. You watch a movie now, it's a different kind of movie than it was yeah. back before that stuff existed. Well, actually that is totally true. Even just in our own time in the industry, it's changed so dramatically. Yeah. Oh yeah. From magic into YouTube, I know that you worked with your sister some and you worked on a mm -hmm. show with her as well. Mm -hmm. And then now your whole, your whole family is represented on YouTube, which I think is amazing. Yeah, and killing much, it from what I hear. Uh, <laughs> yeah, what is it, 1.47 million subscribers, Mr. Ballinger? Uh, something like that. 
Uh, I have some <laughs> plaque that says I, I passed a million and then after that I stopped counting. It was really exciting getting to a million and now I've like, I'm like, okay, I can't get wrapped up in this too much. Because you, you can get really wrapped up in the numbers sure. and like, oh, I then it, I, I feel like that's where a lot of the YouTube burnout uh, that's happened recently is, is from is it's just getting caught up in the algorithm and the numbers and like chasing views, chasing, you know, uh, something that isn't fun. If it's not fun, it's, it, mm. it's hard for it to be fulfilling. Uh, so if you're YouTube, just chasing numbers, YouTube burnout, just being YouTubers that are just yeah, a lot of too burn much on every single point to mm. fill well, in the a lot uh, of, algorithm. Yeah. A lot of, uh, a lot of YouTubers recently, um, I think in the last like two, three years have posted these videos of just like, I'm burnt out. Can't keep yeah. up with this. I can't do this anymore. I need to focus on my mental health, all that kind of stuff. And I think there are a lot of things that can contribute to that. But I think one of the things that, that happens is, is there is a rush that happens when like a, a video goes viral or, mm, or you're sure. successful in, in the numbers. And then if you start chasing that too much, then you lose the heart of what it is that you're doing and you become almost a slave to the algorithm as opposed to like learning how to use the, the YouTube like suggested algorithm to your advantage. Mm -hmm. and, it, and it just, uh, it can really burn you out. So I've, I've personally kind of taken a step back from that and I'm, I'm producing stuff that like, I'm just passionate about, I have fun making. And, um, and it takes some of the stress off of like, I've got to put this kind of content out this many times a week and, yeah. and all of that. I actually didn't even know that YouTube burnout was becoming a thing, but I feel like it, it totally touches on my own personal frustration sometimes with social media. And Justin, I know I talked to you about mm. this quite a bit. Justin's so funny. He always has to like crack a whip to get me to do my, my social media content because I'm so bad at it. Alan but, doesn't fucking do anything. <laughs> He just doesn't, it, he doesn't, and then he complains when he's asked by a, a TV production to post. He's like, why do we have to post all the time? They want us to post. I'm like, yeah, man, it's, it's our job. Alan, you need like a cardboard cutout of me in your apartment, and then you'll be more helpful again, and you'll just always yes. post for your, for... Just to remind me of how yeah. helpful I can be. Yeah, Chris, if you could just, if you, you as the social media superstar, if you could just remind Alan that this is a thing that he needs to do consistently, then, then some get, level. I might get Alan burnout then. If I'm calling, uh, I have to call I, Alan I, every, every uh, five minutes to remind him to post. Oh, well then, then we can bond over Alan burnout. <laughs> <laughs> hey guys, imagine how hard it is to be Alan with Alan burnout. Okay. It's tough. Uh, no. Okay. So I think it's the feeling of needing to constantly post to keep things um, updated and, and content being produced so rapidly these days and con that people are used to having constant updates and I get so overwhelmed by it. I just, I just don't want to do it. We got to keep it fun. Find a way to make it, make it your own, make it fun. I think, I think that's the main thing. The main advice I would give anybody is, is that it's, it's gotta be you and it's gotta be something that you you're enjoying. Um, because otherwise it just becomes, people can, I think people can see through when you're forcing it. If you're, if you're constantly like, I don't want to do this. Okay. I'll try and come up with something clever. Ah, oh, it's not good enough, but I'll post it anyway. It just feels like, uh, I feel like people kind of see through that. And so you got to find the fun in it. And if you find the fun mm. in it, then even if, if it doesn't get any likes, at least you had some fun making the content. Or, or maybe you were just getting better at, doing your editing or better right. at creating a little comedy sketch or whatever. Yeah. That's another thing is yeah. like when I first started YouTube uh, for me personally, uh, I was used to a certain level of like editing style and, and, but the fast pace of YouTube helped me kind of relax and experiment instead of it has to be perfect by the time it gets out there. It was more important to post. It was more important to, yeah. and, uh... and when you post, more frequently there's two things that can happen one you can burn out or two if you're having fun with it and and trying to find new ways of playing with it then your your skills get better you 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 gain new skills that you didn't have before and uh you find different ways of telling your story 
Oh, that's he makes social media sound like so much fun. But then Alan, sometimes I, I can't wait to see what you do from here on out. I'm oh, excited about the I pizza. am going to be posting about my new cleanse teas that I'm drinking as do well it. as as well as a new foam roller that just gave me a little bit of money to promote on my Instagram account. Those are TikToks right there. Just do it. <laughs> oh, I'm gonna get into TikTok later because I don't get it yet. And I know Chris, you can help us with this. Um, but Actually, Justin, he made the same point that you've made to me before, which is that maybe I care, like I'm too precious with the content that I'm putting up. And I care so much about how it goes in this way or that way, or how it might be read by this person or that person. Yeah. But then I just get overwhelmed. I'm like, I don't even want to post it because I feel so concerned about how that post is going to be. Yeah, you're, um, you're overthinking it. Yeah, maybe. you made a really good point earlier, Alan. That that you uh, that there's so much content constantly being produced, like it's it's going to happen and be over so mm. fast that it doesn't need to be perfect every single time. It's not some masterpiece that someone's going to like hang on their wall, or you know, it's it's something that exists for them in that moment. They might share it with somebody, but it's not a it's not a reflection of who you are completely as a person. It's just a little, just a little taste, a little taste of Alan. Just a little, mm, a little people, people love quote. their little taste of Alan. Yeah. <sighs> I knew you were gonna go there. I knew it. I've been working with you for years now. You're, you're Asian fans, they want, they want to taste more of you. And I think you should allow them to taste. And why, why, we're gonna cut why it not allow this. <laughs> we're gonna snip, snip, snip. No, I, why would we? I've, see, I, I also, this is why I'm also recording, so that you don't have full control over the edit. So I can actually, because Alan's gonna edit edit this uh, this podcast, Chris. It's the um, first one. First, the first one, one, I can't wait me. to see what happens. Doesn't so, have to but, be perfect. It doesn't, it doesn't. doesn't I mean, just, just doesn't have to be perfect. I mean, throw it up, whatever. But if you do cut this out, I'm gonna save this bit, and we're gonna put that up. Don't I'll put worry, that up Justin. on my own account. Hey, I won't everybody. cut anything out that you want to be left in. <laughs> uh, no, okay, so another another thing about YouTube and social media specifically, and it, I think it's a concern that a lot of people, particularly parents, Chris, are talking about, and it's privacy online. And, and also having your children be represented online. Yep. And I know a lot of, so for example, my sister-in-law and my brother um, were honestly thinking a lot about how they wanted to handle the idea of their, their new son, he's two years old, having pictures online. And Justin, I know you have a niece that's also quite young. Yeah, two and um, a half. And they were pretty protective, but Chris, you went, you went the different direction. Like you, you said, you know what, we're gonna put the family online. Well, there's certain, there's certain elements that aren't online. Um, okay. You know, like a, a certain like, I don't know if a kid is hurt or or needs a consequence for for something that they did or if they're rude or because they're kids they're learning they're learning how to be people we don't post that stuff we put the if that happens while we're filming we put the camera down and we deal with it mm. um and i think the danger comes when you don't when you don't put your kids first you put the content first so that yes that is a that is a concern that can happen and then and then in terms of like privacy and stuff um well, there's a couple things to it. One, my sister, um, who's Colleen Ballinger, she plays a character called Miranda Sings. Right. She, um, she was vlogging before I started vlogging and my kids were part of her content. And so we were already out there uh, yeah. by the time I started doing our, our daily vlogs. And, um, and so it was kind of like, oh, we're, we're already, we already exist online. And um, I've always said that if my kids ever expressed any concern or any any sort of like, I don't want this on there, I will delete posts. I will stop vlogging them. I will do any of those things. None of that's happened yet. Like my kids have not said anything about that. And we ask and check in with them all the time. How are you feeling about this? How you feel about this thing? And, um, and also as a result of what we've done, we've gotten so many great opportunities. Like I've gotten to travel the world with my kids which mm. I never thought was going to be possible to, to like go spend a month in Europe or go move to Canada for a while or with, with four kids. Like that was, I have five now, but we're not, yeah, I was gonna say, we're not traveling wow. now. Um, but to be able to do, yeah, yeah. He's uh, he's nine months and he's, he's awesome. Um, but, uh, but yeah, we're, we've gotten all these cool opportunities uh, as a family 
And, um, and I get to be at home with my kids all the time. When I, when I stopped working at the magic shop, I got offers from three different magic companies that wanted to bring me on and, and put me in charge of like a team and like do all this stuff that all these cool opportunities. And I realized that I really wanted to spend more time with my kids and that would take me even more away. So I, I really honed in on how I could, how I could function and support my family with my family as opposed to doing it here and then going home and it's this beautiful like melding um and it really worked out for us so i don't i don't know i and i also i really respect parents that decide that they want their kids to not be online i don't, i have no judgment to that whatsoever um i just think we're we're a family jessica as you know, Jessica, my wife, went to college with Alan as well. We're both mm-hmm. theater majors. Our kids are totally into theater now. They love mm-hmm. making videos. They love going on stage. So we've got a family of performers. That's awesome. And so if any of them were like super shy or mm-hmm. I got like a weird feeling from them that they didn't like what we were doing, yeah, I would totally, I would, I would, I would go silent. Mm. How do you feel about the amount of social media that they themselves are consuming? Oh, good point. Like, is, is that a big issue? My good kids point. don't. My kids don't at this point consume. Wow. How old are your kids? Uh, my oldest is twelve. Okay. We've got a twelve, ten, seven, three, and nine month old. Oh, nice. Um, and yes, he's zero zero years. Alan. Zero that's, years. That's good. Months. Yes. Um. So they don't, they don't really do social media on their own. Um, and again, we're the kind of family that does everything together. So the shows yeah. they watch, there's a few channels, uh, YouTube channels that they do watch. TikTok, we don't let them see unless we've mm. vetted the, the, what it is. There's just a lot of words they don't know that right. pop up on, on TikTok. It's a very unfiltered app. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and we try and be a safe spot for families as well. So all of our content is, is meant to be watched as a family. Yeah. You know, um, I, I would love someone my age to feel comfortable showing their kid our stuff and our kid er, and their kid comfortable showing them. Mm. And we get both mm. of those. And that's, that's always the best comment. It's like, I showed my dad this, he loved it. Or, you know, it bringing yeah. families together. It's like, it's, it's a cool thing. Oh, for sure. I mean, but sh- your kids are, I guess at 12, you're mm-hmm. start. You're you're almost at that point, thirteen, yes. forty, fifteen, where it's going to start to become an issue. I guess with them socially, with the, mm-hmm. with other children or kids that they're meeting at school and stuff as well. So our plan is to is to stay super involved. Yeah. Um. But, uh, and my wife and I have always said this. We we don't feel like we can give parenting advice in a chapter of parenting we haven't experienced. So uh, we, we haven't yeah. gotten there yet. We don't know how we're going to navigate that fully. Yeah. It's going to be a journey for us as well. Um, and it will be a little different for our kids than for other kids in for terms sure. of like they have been online for a long time, yeah. which can be a plus and a minus. It can be good for them in terms of like, you know, um, understanding the the. Mm-hmm the platforms themselves and understanding how people work on them and, and what dangers are out there, but it can also be, make them a target, you know? So it's, yeah. it's a, it's a, it's a balancing act and we, we would like to be involved and helpful in that. For them. So actually that's an interesting point. How do they deal with the attention they get? Because they're also very outward facing members of this YouTube channel. And by the way, Justin, his kids are adorable. And I've, so I've watched precocious. a couple episodes. Uh, yeah. Oh, oh, you guys are great. It's a family <laughs> of entertainers. It's so a family well done. of entertainers. Yeah. Thank you. But um, uh, what kind of attention do they get? Like, I'm sure there, there are kids who are fans of them. There are probably even parents who are fans of, of your kids as well. Yeah, it's always been positive so far. So far. Um, again, with my, my sister, Colleen, she does, she does these live shows as Miranda sings and herself. And any chance that she gets to to bring us with her, she takes it. Um, so like we we performed in New York with her, like East Coast uh, in Canada with her, uh, a lot of stuff here, like closer to Southern California as well. Um, and so, And there's a meet and greet element to that. 
So my kids are used to people coming up, talking to us, taking a picture with us and uh, interacting with them, being polite and, and all of that stuff, um, which I think is actually like a super important, useful tool when you become an adult to be able to handle meeting new people and presenting yourself uh, confidently and kindly. Uh, and, and we get a lot of compliments on how they behave when they meet new people because they've had a, a, a whole bunch of experience with it. Um, and so when we see people out like going to the mall or obviously not now, we're not going to the mall, but when we did, um, occasionally we're not like super famous. Like we would, there'd be like one person that would recognize yeah. us and come up and, and say hi. And- um, Oh, I want that. I want that so bad, Justin. I want one person, <laughs> just one person. It's a good, it's a good level, you know, it's like, you feel appreciated, <laughs> yeah. but you're not bombarded. It's, it's, yeah. it's pretty awesome. We get um, that in Asia. I mean, we, we do to, sometimes. To be honest, I've been recognized more on a regular basis, more in LA than I do in Singapore. How is that possible? Because Singaporeans don't have a celebrity culture really. And I think even mm -hmm. if they do see you, they don't care or they're too nervous to talk to you. Whereas in LA, people are like, Hey, aren't you the blah, blah, blah. I've seen you yeah. on the, so, but they, they handle it well. I, and I think a lot of it's that, uh, that sort of experience that they had doing meet and greets. Yeah. yeah, they're probably really advanced socially, I imagine, because of that, so. Yeah, well, I, I don't know. I like to think that they're, <laughs> they're good. They're, they're very polite and very- They um, are. They listen and, and they can carry a conversation with an adult, no problem. That's what I noticed. Actually, his oldest two are like talking mm -hmm. to just little adults. The way they, they joke wow. with you, they banter, and it's, it's actually pretty high level. So. The kids are well adjusted. It does. It doesn't seem to be, to be a bad thing to be so public and awesome online. I should try it, Justin. Well, and we we also try and keep them humble. So that's yeah. That's another thing that's super important to us is to not let it get to their head and let them think that they're more important than anyone else. Uh, so that's that's another element of it that we we really try and instill in our kids. So and okay, I, I don't still in Alan whenever I talk to him as well. Please, please do. It's his ego. It's a problem. So, I'm soaking it up, guys. Uh, okay, so they don't uh, consume social media content much on their own. But when they do, are there certain ones that you want them to be consuming and certain ones you don't? Because you mentioned that TikTok is not the most uh, filtered platform. And for, I don't even have TikTok. So guys, what, what is TikTok? For anyone out there listening who doesn't know. TikTok, it's like, it's like short clips. It's like 15 seconds to a minute. And, um, and a lot of it is recycled material. So it's like mm -hmm. someone will put up a sound and then everyone will use that sound and do lip syncing or make a sketch out of it or some sort of reaction to it. And so it's just a dancing. different way of, it's, one, it's just a different way of sort of interacting and creating content. Mm -hmm. And it... Um, it's sort of wild west right now. It's mm. it's the new platform. So people are rising up in it very quickly. Oh, it's our biggest platform now. It was Is it before. really? Yeah, we passed 2 million on it. So Jeez. it's it's a it, it's it has the opportunity for you. It feels like old YouTube where yeah. people are being creative, doing stuff that it's not super mainstream yet. Um YouTube has become more mainstream, more like talk show hosts have their thing and celebrities have their thing that, that got famous outside of, of the YouTube realm. And TikTok feels a little bit more like people are still trying to figure it out and come up with creative stuff yeah. and stand out in, in a unique way. Um, so that's, that's kind of my take on, on TikTok right now. Justin, you have TikTok, right? I do, I mean, I, I haven't, I have not posted anything to be honest, mm -hmm. really. I, I've gone and I'll watch different comedians do stand up in like little minute bites mm -hmm. and some of their sketches. That's kind of what I'm using it for. I mean, it's some of the stuff that pops up on there. It's, it's mostly just girls dancing around. Mm -hmm. I feel is the majority of it, which yeah, great if you're of age, <laughs> but I mean, it's some of it's pretty scandalous and pretty sketchy. Um, I, I think I, I do like a lot of the sports content that is on there and the, the stand-up comedy content I think is great. Um, as far as the, what, what uh, the youth uh, is doing on there, 
some of it's good. Some of the little small sketches where people are kind of talking to themselves, those types of sketch yeah. comedies where they're playing two different characters. Some of those guys up there are brilliant. I'm not sure how I feel about a lot of the lip syncing stuff. Like when you're yeah. that, that mm. girl it's that got really- culture. It's it's its own like strange yeah, new it's, world. It's strange. The that girl lady, got you, famous you for lip syncing to Donald Trump. Yeah. yeah. What's her name? That girl. I like, actually, I mean, I, I don't know what her, I can't remember her name. Uh, she seems like a lovely person. I'm sure she's a, a talented actress, but she's got she's gotten famous for I'm not sure I don't know, but she got famous for um, just lip syncing <laughs> to Donald Trump. Yeah, and um, I, I, I'm watching. I'm like, I don't really get the appeal. I don't like. She's. I, 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 do you do you understand? It's, well, that, it's or? sort of like it's it, yeah. it's sort of you you. I know some of it I don't get. Some of it I watch mm. and I go like I don't I don't understand it. Yeah. And because I'm in this this industry i really try to like i really yeah. go like mm. okay so what about this what what are people seeing in this and there are a lot of times where i surprise myself and i'm like okay yeah no now now i kind of get it and mm. then it's like an inside joke then you then you go back and watch the same type of content that you didn't get before and you're like oh okay yeah 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 i'll keep watching it. i'll yeah. i'll hit the like button on that one so uh, I don't know. I don't know how to how to really describe it, but it is its own like culture. We, mm -hmm. my family goes to um, to different conventions like VidCon and Playlist, and there's these uh, social media conventions. Mm -hmm. And it's funny because you see these different apps come out, and then all of a sudden there's this new like grouping of social. Uh, influencers that show up that you had never seen before. They are new people and they're usually from that new app, whatever that, that is. That new platform, and, yeah. And these, the last two years have definitely been TikTok. TikTok's blown up. Yeah. And it's, and the last time I went to one of these conventions, we, we were, we've been on TikTok since it was Musical.ly. And we got verified through Musical.ly and we had almost reached a million uh, followers when it was musically and then we stopped we stopped using it and the whole culture shifted it was completely mm. different so we went to this convention we saw all these people doing tiktok and uh and they would just set up the phone and go like yeah together in unison and and then they'd laugh and that would be it like that they were done they, they had made their content that's three million views right there there it is and I was like, what is this? Like, how is this, how is this happening? What, what is going on here? What is the appeal? And I really had to like immerse myself in it in order to like understand it. And now we, we've started making TikToks really regularly and, <laughs> and experimenting with it. That's the other mm. thing. For us, it's not just like, we don't just do the dances. We do do dances, lip syncing. Mm. Um, when we see something that's kind of funny that we can put our own little spin on. Mm. Um, and I think that's part of it too, is like, you get used to a certain soundbite and you want to see what other people have done with mm. it. Uh, what, sp what personal spin they've put on it. So I don't know. It's, I, I don't have a real solid answer for you on yeah. like what the appeal is, but it is fun once you start figuring out how to make it yeah. your own. I think it's uh. just so, so simple and fast and it's easy, mm -hmm. to, easy to digest. Yes, yes. And you can consume yeah. a lot of it in a short period of time. Mm -hmm. Also, it's um, easy to produce content. It sounds like because they give you um specific things like a song or a filter that you yeah. other people have done stuff with it kind of gives you a creative inspiration right and yeah, so jumping jumping off easier point, to, sure. yeah and it can be as complicated or as simple as you want like yeah. you could set up a, a you could lean your phone up against a, a soda can and do something or i've taken it into premiere and done some really time consuming editing <laughs> um and it's funny when one when the 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 soda can prop up does better than the the really long editing. Yeah. You kind of learn mm -hmm. something there, but you know. So this I'm the worst, but I had no idea that TikTok used to be Musically. I remember Musically being yeah. a thing, but what what is the difference then between what Musically used to be and what TikTok is now? Is it just how they're using the the platform? Yeah, it's it's what they're doing with the platform. It's a lot of the same. But um, the focus has sort of shifted, I, mm -hmm. I would say. Um, Musical.ly was mainly just lip syncing. And, um, and you would find a sound or you would, you would make a sound if you were you good at that. Um, or you would find a sound that you thought was funny or, or entertaining and you would just make a thing based on that sound. Um, 
and now I feel like there's more, there's like tutorials on how to do things. There's, mm. there's uh, advice. They're starting to get politics, which I don't know how I feel about. And then there's like um, I, sketch comedy and, and all sorts of stuff. Like there's, there's tons of stuff on there now. Uh, mm. Gadgets, like showing off weird, cool gadgets. Uh, we started doing those as well. And those are really mm. fun. Um, yeah, there's just a lot of, lot of opportunity there to make it your own. Interesting. For me, I, I'm quite active with um, Instagram and Facebook and, and editing, th editing things all the time, films, whatever. And I'm just like, I see something like TikTok and I recognize the opportunity. But I'm like, mm -hmm. oh my gosh, it's, it's one more freaking thing. I, I can't, like I get an anxiety attack, which I never get from thinking about either doing TikTok or just not doing TikTok. I get an anxiety attack either way. And I'm like, I can't, how do you, what is your time management skills like? like no, how, good question. Like, how do you do this? You have a family. Oh, they're terrible. My time no management way. skills are terrible. Um, luckily, my business partner is also my wife and she's amazing. Jessica's so, got, she's awesome. Jessica yeah. is on it with, with, she homeschools our five kids um, and runs our business and does a lot of the analytics stuff for, for our things. And I just do the fun stuff like build guitars and like make videos. Like, um, that's not totally true. I help homeschooling <laughs> kids. I, I do other things as well. I do, I do a lot of cooking, um, yeah. but it's stuff that, you know, we work really well as a team. And so, um, but I did have the same reaction that you had. My wife was mm. like, okay, we've got to start making TikToks. We, we got to try it. We got to see how it, mm. how it is. And I'm like, I'm running two YouTube channels. I've, I've got an Instagram. I've got Twitter. I, I have no time to do my Snapchats anymore. I like, you know, I'm oh, listing all the things. I forgot about Snapchat. I, I forgot Snapchat was a thing. It's still a thing. It's not, huh. it's not fascinating. Um, huh. But yeah, I don't, I don't. It's not a thing for me that often. <laughs> I, I, it's, it's sort of like secret bonus content for anyone that mm. follows me on Snapchat. Um, but yeah, I had the exact same reaction. And she was like, no, we're going we're gonna to make it a goal and we'll do like three a day for a while. And, um, and just, I, I give this advice to anybody who asks anything about like starting a YouTube channel or starting something, you're going to regret the time that you didn't do it. You'll regret the time that you wasted worrying about doing it. You won't regret the time you put into doing it. Because even if you put in some time and it doesn't work out, you've learned something, you've done something, you've, you've accomplished something. Mm -hmm. And for me, I wish I had started my family YouTube channel 10 years before I did. You know, mm. I, I'm sad that I don't have birth vlogs of my daughter and my first two sons. Um, and... And I had talked with my wife about starting the YouTube channel for a long, long time. And we just never did it. I never thought it was good enough. I didn't think anyone would watch it. I had all the same anxieties as everyone else. Mm. But if you start it, start it today. Like just do, do it today. Make yeah, one. Yeah. And, and you won't regret having made it. You will regret all that time that you wasted worrying about it. Alan, we're making TikToks today. I'm feeling inspired. No, I'm not ready for TikTok yet, but I'm going to post on Instagram today. I'm, I'm going to put a post up. I'm going to post it. on Instagram. I'm just wow. going to do it. I'll like it. I'm going to find oh, it. Oh my gosh. Like I, already have, gonna, I already have two likes. I'm going to comment on it. I have a comment? Already? Oh man, you're raising me a comment? Uh, oh, yeah. You see my like and raise a comment? Ooh, I like it. I like Open it. I'm the, the Texas it inspires, social if, media. If it inspires me to comment, I will comment. Oh, okay. Well, I, that's my goal now is to try to get a Christopher Ballinger comment. I just, I just pressured you now. Now you're feeling, now you're feeling insecure. I'm starting to sweat here, guys. I'm not sure if it's, it's the lighter. Is it going to be a picture of you and your girlfriend, Alan? Uh, I haven't been able to see my girlfriend <laughs> in a long time, so I don't have any new pictures of my girlfriend. She's in Singapore. I, uh, one more thing I want to ask both of you guys about, because I think it's super interesting. So we have all of these social media platforms, right? And it's interesting they're all kind of focused at very specific types of content. And uh, like Twitter, for example, is a very different type of content platform than say TikTok. You guys both do a lot of social media and the types of content is such a wide range of types of content. What are your and our pet peeves with types of content that are produced online? Without trying to step on anyone's toes and we don't wanna to be too negative, but there's definitely stuff 
for example, I'll start then that that kind of gets to me when I see, like Chris said before, insincere content, um, mm. in, an insincere post where someone's delivering something and you just don't, you just don't believe what they're saying. You know, that right there makes it not consumable for me. Mm. Yeah, I don't, I don't know that I have a specific pet peeve. Um, yeah, I'd have to think about that one. Justin. I got one. Justin has. Yeah, I knew, I knew Justin had a bun. I'm gonna stomp on toes. Those <laughs> toes damn stomper. the damn quotes. I don't. Okay. I can't okay. because I get. I don't mind if it's a quote from somebody. If it's a really good quote and it's a person that you can tell means it. Again, back to the sincerity aspect of this, mm. and it's from somebody that's actually accomplished something. Like you've got these pe like girls posting pictures of themselves in bikinis, and then the quote underneath is, you know, about how to live your life to the fullest and blah 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 blah, and the stars and the moons and the mountains have aligned. Like, like what? And they're giving like this life advice. Uh, it's like what? What have what have you done? What, who are you to give this advice? It's, uh, okay, I'm gonna, I me. have to delete some posts right now. <laughs> Chris, delete but, but, your bikini. Me in a bikini, uh, I thought it would be down. really good with the quote. From Einstein. But that, I think this is a great idea for a new post for all of us. All, it's in bikinis, a really sensationalist quote. Um, but, and, and a lot of our friends, Alan, do this. And I know, which is why They will watch this and then they will go, Justin is talking Justin. about me right now. Oh, yeah. And yeah, yeah, I fucking am. Stop <laughs> doing that. It's ridiculous. Um, <laughs> but at the same time, it, again, it has to do with the type of people that are consuming the content. And I guess a lot of people either don't recognize the insincerity in it or they don't care. Yeah. I, th I, think, I think I've thought of two now. Yes. That's what <laughs> I want to hear, Chris. Justin, uh, you did it. You did the, it, Justin. I had to massage you out of them. It's all, well, it's all kind of related. It's all kind of related to that insincere mm -hmm. nature of posting online uh, that, that comes out in people. And uh, I think one is setting um, examples that are too high to actually like reach. Like the person oh, themselves yeah. posting, I haven't actually reached it. And that even goes into like, Oh, I look horrible today, but I'm letting I'm I'm letting my wrinkles show or whatever. And it's this like flawless picture. Yes. It's like, what do you what do you mean? What are you talking about? What do you mean? How, compared to you, now I just feel terrible. Yeah. Um, so there's that. Um, and then I'm on the sort of I don't want to say the business side of YouTube, but it is like how I make a living. It is yeah. it is like uh, there is a business element to it, and I see these people post uh how-to videos on how to succeed either on tiktok or youtube or like they have the secret to how to get views how to become successful how to make millions of dollars on these on these platforms and i've gone to lots of conventions where these guys were speaking and it's just snake oil it's not real really? like they're, it's they're not they might have figured out a little glitch in the algorithm but they've only figured it out until that gets fixed because it will get fixed, it will get adjusted. And they end up selling tickets to these big conferences, they end up, you know, but then you go to their YouTube channel and it's like a very tiny, you, their personal YouTube channel is so tiny. Why aren't they using these? What they know methods? to. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, right, so to me, I, I kind of have a hard time with that, you know, um, just, just, saying that you're an expert in something that I don't yeah. think anyone's an expert in social media. You know, I don't, I know I'm not, it's, it, yeah. it's just, I'm, I'm playing with it and figuring it out and having fun with it and, um, and doing it while I can. Cause I know at some point it's going to change. Uh, mm -hmm. you know, yeah. Something's going to change and, and the rug will get pulled out from under me. It's just like any other job I've, I've been laid off before. It's, you know, I don't know. Uh, it, I have a hard time with people going like, this is the secret. No one's telling you. I know the way to do it. Pay me lots of money to come to my convention. And yeah, that, the, that bothers me a lot. The life coaches. Yeah. Um, yeah. The, the life coach influencer. Yes. And then so I guess that would the, be a pet peeve for me. Yeah. To, to branch off of that, all of these people, and I'm sure you guys are getting it in your DMs on Instagram, all of these random people saying, 
either that they can offer you hundreds and hundreds of followers or likes or comments right then and there, or saying, wanting to promote stuff on your page. And I don't know why, but it feels like it's exponentially growing, like random fake, maybe fake accounts. Mm-hmm. I don't even know if they're fake, but well, even they're if it's highly real. suspicious. Even if it's real and they can get you thousands of followers, don't do it. Because yeah. when, you, uh, when you do end up going into advertising and advertising is how you make money on, on these platforms mm-hmm. um, and you, you go to work with a company, most of the time in the contract, it asks, have you ever bought followers or mm-hmm. have you ever done this? People don't realize that um, you know, until they get that contract in front of them, yeah. it's, it becomes a huge issue to try and get the easy followers. And, and it's such a hollow thing. Uh, I love our audience. I love the fact that I, I talk with them. I in, engage with them on Twitter, on Twitch, in the comment section of the YouTube videos. I, I know who they are and they'll stick up for me. And, and with, it's a relationship that's far more valuable, not even monetarily, more valuable yeah. than the number of followers you have. Yeah. I mean, actually, I, I even got pressured into, into doing that once several years back, four years back, because... There was, I, there was a time when um, it was before really the marketing and advertising companies had really um, latched onto that, that that was a thing. And so you had a, a bunch of people doing it in Singapore, the social media mm-hmm. scene. Everybody was doing it, really, at one point, it seemed. Yep. And um, it got to the point to where you couldn't like, get MC gigs, just a simple MC gig for like a few hours in the day without having these certain numbers. And everybody yeah. was doing it. And I had producers send me links so that I could pad my numbers so that they could hire me because they're like, we know you're the most talented person, but the client isn't going to let us hire you because we need you to do this. So that's why here's the link. Here's the link. Go pay, pay for this. Uh, get these numbers. So it was, it was one of those, um, where you, you have a guy, they're like, I guess they're real followers. So they, it was like a like, and then unlike type of scenario that, yeah, that, that I had gotten beaten into doing for a bit. And so, yeah, I, I did that for a, a, a two or three months, several years back, just so that I could get paid, just so that I could work. Yeah. Um, it was, yeah. I've never heard of that. That's nuts. I can't yeah. believe that. Oh, no, that's how bad it was yeah. in Singapore and Southeast Asia. So the social media thing in, in Southeast Asia, when it comes to valuing uh, the numbers over the talent, is it's pretty ugly out there. Hmm. I think it might be that the market for of the social media influencer, right? And the market of Mm. being able to advertise online. It may have started a little bit after in Southeast Asia than it did in Los Mm. Angeles. Like it might've been slightly behind. So the marketing industry might've been a little bit later to start realizing how inflated these numbers are. But Justin's right. Like it became really hard to get work, work that wasn't social media work just because we're competing with inflated numbers. And I, I, I regret doing it. Uh, I felt bad. Like I, like I was never wanted to be the person that did that, but I had to pay rent right. uh, back yeah. then, you know? And, and so I look back and I'm like, shoot, man, had I not, like I got paid because I did it. I made money off of that. It's such a I different, different so reasoning just, for it. Than yeah. it, like it wasn't, it wasn't to look famous. It was just to get, to get a, a live gig. That is yeah. something that just I've for, never even. Just so I could put food on the table in between yeah. uh, shows that I was going to do you know because you got these droughts between shows out there and what a lot of the the, the actors and uh, tv hosts do in between their gigs their big gigs to keep the consistent income is they MC yeah uh, live events mm-hmm. and yeah I, I i felt like i was put in a corner where i had no choice yeah that's wild yeah that's wild a lot of a lot of producers and managers and management companies steered a lot of people in the wrong direction mm-hmm. we, like we dropped our management our multi-channel uh, manager, uh, MCN, um, multi-channel network. Uh, we dropped them really early on. Everyone was trying to get represented and become part of these these groups because that's how you got, got advertising gigs. Mm-hmm. And we dropped ours and instantly we were making more money and being, being more free to, to do different things uh, once we did that. And, and now the, the MCN is like not even something that a lot of people do anymore. Um, well, it's just people maximizing on when the industry first started making money, right? And then yeah. people who weren't talents decided or creators decided that they had a way to be able to you know, make, monetize it. Yeah. 
Yeah. They I'm were just like gatekeepers. Yeah, yeah. I'm glad it sounds like things are changing. Um, it has to because social media is not going anywhere. This yeah. is this is for for real, and these are the yeah. channels that are being consumed the most these days. It's I mean it's not going anywhere, but it is shifting and changing. Mm. So like well, I said, so. TikTok, well like TikTok for example, the way they do like a branded integration is completely different than how it would work on YouTube or Instagram or Twitter. Like, how is actually cool. I've been wondering what is the brand integration in TikTok? Like how how do they do campaigns? It doesn't they, seem like the a actual company is involved. It's it's very mm. very different. With YouTube, it's just sort of like a side mm. thing, and you click a box saying like this is paid, and and I can't make money off of the ads on this. So like because I'm doing doing it a different way. TikTok does it. They have a lot more control over it. Mm. So it's a little it's a little more it's the they come through through the actual app. Um, which I've never seen before. So wow. it's, it's neat. It's kind of neat seeing like a different yeah. strategy on it, a different, like a different take on it. And, and I don't know, I like seeing, I like seeing people try something new and, and seeing how it works and, but another app's going to come up and we'll yeah. have yeah. to learn that. And you know what I mean? It's, um, that's why I say have fun with it. Cause if you don't have yeah. fun with it, it's just, it's just so overwhelming. Yeah, definitely. Oh, what do, Guys, what do we think the next app is going to be like? I'm curious. I could never have seen the ones that came up, but like, is it going to be? I think it's going to be something where you lick your phone and you can actually get a taste of Alan. I think. That's... Oh, no, no. That's, that's in pre-production right now. Can be. I'm yeah. already. <laughs> okay. Because that's, that's what the fans want, Alan. Just According taste. to Justin. Yes, it is. Um, guys, this has been super fun. Chris, thank you so much, man, for jumping on here with us. Absolutely. We really appreciate it. Yeah, yeah it's been this great. Is cool. This you cool. have me inspired to be better with my social media. Definitely. Oh, excellent. That's, that's why, that's the only reason I did this. It's just to inspire <laughs> Alan. At least that came from this. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, to any of you guys out there who are still listening, thanks so much, guys. We appreciate it tuning in to Are We Podcasting Yet? Justin, it's good to see you too, man. Yeah, you too. Chris, thanks a lot. Appreciate having you on. And uh, hey, Alan. What? What's that? Uh, are we podcasting yet? All right. Chris? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Is, it, is this a podcast? Is it happening? No, we don't, we don't know. We just all do this. Nobody knows.